Welcome to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast, where you'll learn all the best tips, tricks, and practical techniques for building the confidence levels you've always wanted. With inspiring interviews, real-life examples, and game-changing insights, this podcast is for women who know that mastering the skill of confidence is one of the most important things they'll ever do. Hello, and welcome back to the Secrets of Confident Women podcast. I'm Anastasia Adams, co-owner of Rise Women, and I am so excited to bring you this episode because it's one that is so important and also so special for me. So before we get started, I have to say that I really needed to make a conscious effort today before we started recording to kind of shift my mindset because today's guest is an amazing woman. She's smart, she's funny, she's adventurous and so very brave. Uh, she's kind and positive and super confident and she is my little sister, Spirula Stathakis. Uh, I was actually there to witness her first breath in the world and now I'm interviewing her for my podcast. I cannot tell you how honored and excited and a little bit nervous I am about this. Uh, now in previous episodes, you may have heard me talk about my main go-to confidence technique, which is to surround myself with the right people. Uh, I'm really protective and really selective about my inner circle. So if I was to think about my inner circle like a dartboard, this woman would be sitting right on the bullseye. There is only a very small and very select group of women who live on that bullseye and she's absolutely one of them. Spittle is an interior architect and designer who I think is an absolute powerhouse in her industry for so many reasons, uh, but especially because she's such a strong and confident woman in a male-dominated industry. So welcome to the podcast, Spittle. Hello. Hi. That was amazing. Oh, Thanks great. for that. <laughs> that was great. I'm so glad. I'm so happy to have you here. Um I am a little bit nervous because it's a different element to our relationship, which I think is great. Um, but you will always be my baby sister. You have always been my baby sister. It's okay. I've come to terms with that. I know. <laughs> Some things will never change. So to get us started, tell us a bit about yourself, about your family and what you do. Okay. So I am, like you said, an interior architect. So I have been in the industry for almost nine years. Oh, sorry, almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, and I've kind of moved around quite a bit. Um, just to kind of expose myself to different elements of the industry. I've gone from designing, you know, offices to hotels to co-living spaces to kitchens to showrooms. Um, even had my little 15 minutes of fame on TV, which yes, was great. Yes, I remember that. On um, the block, everyone. She was on the block. <laughs> so that was um, daunting, but probably one of the most fulfilling experiences of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm sitting with a construction-based company, um, which is more manufacturing-based. So I've always wanted to get to the back end of the industry mm -hmm. because that then makes me a better designer if I know how things are built. Fair enough. So Start hence from why grassroots, right? That's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I have I have moved around quite a bit. Some people might think, see that as a good thing. Other people see that as a bad thing. But I see that as a point where I get to a certain point of any position. I realise I can't go any further and I just have to challenge myself and move on. Great. Um, and because of that, I've, I've moved to different places. But I have learnt so much in such a short time and have gotten to the position where I'm at now, which is a design manager, which is where I've always wanted to be. Wonderful. So I'm still fighting challenges and I'm still, you know, working on big projects. Um, you know, one of which is the Crown Casino at the moment. It freaks me out every single day, but <laughs> it's amazing. Great. Um, so that's me in terms of my career. Uh, my family is... Anastasia is one of them. <laughs> she's probably the most... Oh, tell us about Anastasia. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably the most... She is my inspiration, really. You are. Um, I look up to you. 
I've always wanted to be just like you. Thank you. Um, and I think that also comes from our mum as yes. well, who's a very, very strong, confident woman. Yes. Who's been through a lot but has come out on the other end, always stronger and always happier and more positive and it's amazing. Um, but we, like you've said in, in previous podcasts, we have a great, strong family. We do. Um, everyone supports everybody. Everybody's so different. Yes. Um, but everybody's got their strengths in their own way. Which and we which embrace is, those differences, I yeah, think. So That's exactly right. Um, so, yeah, I've also got a great group of friends that I've had for, you know, 24, 25 years. So mm-hmm. from kindergarten, I've still got best friends from then um, that we've – even through the ups and downs I've always you know we've always stayed close you have some times where you don't talk but it kind of makes your friendship stronger yes and I think without those people I wouldn't be who I am now so I've yeah everybody I guess has had an impact and a a place in my life to get me to where I am wonderful Um, so yeah that's so you've surrounded yourself with the right people too yeah oh yeah yeah where you learned that from I know (laughs) how bizarre (laughs) All right, so let's start this off with a confidence-related question. What does confidence or being a confident woman mean to you? What does it look like for you? Okay, for me, it's kind of just like being able to get up every day and be sure in what you're doing with your life and not really allowing external influences, I guess, really sway you because – I've, you know, being the baby mm-hmm. with everybody, yes. including cousins, siblings, everybody, um, it is kind of hard to kind of stick with your your path yes. um, and your journey without being influenced by everybody else because everybody is older and they know better. Um, but the uh, Because old, we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the older that I got, you know, it's, it's kind of I've become – I've backed myself more. Yes. I've backed that, yes, the experience that I've had, the people that have surrounded me, I've, I've kind of gotten – to my path now I know where I want to head and there's getting up every morning and knowing that doesn't matter what comes my way I will figure it out one way or another because Mm -hmm. nothing will break you everything is just a learning curve so you either you'll never nothing is life or death everything you'll get to that point it might freak you out it'll freak you out internally but you will get through it there's never any reason why you shouldn't Um, and if you've got the right people around you people won't let you fail that's very true. So that is that's very true. You've got people who want to see you win and that it. makes all the difference. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So when do you think you're the most confident version of yourself? What is it that makes you feel confident? When I'm in my element. Um, I is? Well, firstly, okay, just the little things of getting up in the morning, putting makeup on, dressing up, that is such an important thing for me. I know I went three weeks working from home. Um, when the whole COVID thing hit and mm-hmm. it drove me crazy. Um, I, it was really hard to kind of not get in that mindset yeah. of working when you get up and you're just, just in tracksuit pants. Yeah. Um, so just getting up, putting my makeup on, putting heels on, looking good just puts me in a little bit more of a um, professional mindset mm-hmm. and then that then gives me that motivation, that confidence from the morning to just hit the day. Right. Um, but I love when I'm client-facing. Don't put me in front of a screen. Great. Um, <laughs> don't give me spreadsheets. Don't – I just – I can't handle any of that. Yeah. Put me in front of a client. Give me an opportunity to kind of sell my design, sell my, my ideas and, and gauge what they're thinking and their reactions and then get to a point where you, you start by seeing people confused and then you end up – it's, you know, seeing them – with that little bit of an aha moment, oh my God, I understand what you're saying now. I yep. understand why you want to go that way. You can kind of paint the bigger picture. That for me is is a massive confidence boost because it just proves to me that I, you know, I, I've, I've backed myself the right way. I know yep. what I'm talking about and I can I can help people create the vision that they want. Right. So 
That is amazing um, because I've always seen that passion in you when it comes to design. You've always been a creative, always. Um, you know, Spittle and I will go to a restaurant and I'll be looking at my food uh, and going, oh, my God, this is so yum. Or I'll be looking at people's shoes going, oh, look at her heels. And Spittle is going, oh, check out the light fixtures in here. They're amazing. <laughs> really? But always. that creative element has always been there for her. So I can completely understand that that's where your confidence comes from. But I find it interesting that you say that it's client-facing because uh, – you've I, I've watched you grow into yourself the last few years have been very insightful um, and I feel like you have gone from a um, a young woman starting out in her industry and you know trying to find her feet to this really strong powerhouse I know what I'm doing I will back myself and I'm on a mission to make sure that other people can see it too and it's so inspiring to see that because that's that's when you see confidence oozing out of someone, right? You know, you see someone walk into a room or a meeting or even just a dinner party and the way they hold themselves, they just look so sure of themselves. Um, and you go, oh, that's a confident woman. Now on the inside, she may be freaking out, but that I'm backing myself because I know, I believe that I've got this. Um, I, I can see now how that has boosted your confidence, both professionally and personally, and I think it's amazing. Yeah, I've um, look, it hasn't always been easy. Um, I am in a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard because there are people around you, even females, that yeah. want to see you fail, that get to certain points and they won't let the young ones come in and, and knock them off their off their, their thrones. Yeah. And they don't like that. Um, so it is just – it's that fine balance between confidence and arrogance. You don't want to go in there thinking that you know everything because – People just won't give you the time of day. Yeah, You just want to go in there and, and kind of just make them feel like, no, I've got the experience and I've got the knowledge to back what I'm saying. My opinion is valid. Yes. And um, it has taken a lot to get to that point. And I think I'm at that point of the, my career now where people are actually listening to me and they're asking me what I think. Great. Um, and even in the... In it worked. It worked. <laughs> I got there. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, as, as, as freaky as it is and as scary as it is, you can't work your whole life to, you know, your whole career to a certain point and then get there and give up. So no. I've always wanted to, you know, work on the jobs that put you on the map, um, you know, like the casino or like a TV show or, you know, designing showrooms nationally and that kind of thing. And, and you yeah. can't get there and go not too hard and then give no, up. Absolutely not. So I'm at that point now and I have to constantly pull myself back and yeah. say, no, you've worked for this point. You need to now run with it whatever comes that yeah. my way now you just need to run with it because yes the end result was always worth it absolutely and so. it is small steps isn't it it's about um picking your end goal and then having small achievable steps and going this is where i know i want to be and this is what i need to do to get there yeah and just working your way towards it so yeah, that's, that's all it. very uh positive and inspiring but sometimes people are more inspired by the challenge and by the failures than by the wins right because sometimes success and win seems a bit unattainable if you're in a low spot yes um and it's hearing other people's challenges that is what inspires us because we can relate to them yeah so tell us about a time when you felt you had low confidence either personally or professionally and then what did you do to build it up again like what did you do to get your confidence back did you have certain techniques that you called on were there people that you relied on Tell us well, about that. Uh, there was this one particular project that I worked on, um, which was the kind of first of its kind in mm-hmm. the country, um, which was a co-living space. It had never been done before. Yeah. And so that alone was really overwhelming and scary because the concept had never – I had nothing to go off. There was no nothing benchmark. that had ever happened in Australia that was like that. Yeah. And so I was kind of just given free reign. Um, and the problem there was that we went in as designers, which were – we were – contracted by the tenant 
and the base build was done by the builder. And right. so we were two separate people trying to make one project work. And so there was a lot of um, lack of communication there. And there was, you know, I'm not contracted to you. I don't have to tell you what's going on. So right. I uh, designed all these great things which actually got built offshore mm-hmm. um, in China. And so they came in, you think everything's going great. And then you walk on site and you start realising the builder has just put a bulkhead somewhere. Or a column Where somewhere. not meant to be. It's not meant right. to be there. And you've had these joinery come from the other side of the world being designed around what they told us was going to happen. And then all of a sudden there's something that's not meant to be there. Mm-hmm. You can't redesign it. It's not done locally. It's pretty much just like Spiddler, figure it out. And so you would obviously take a hit on your confidence yes. because you were very you were feeling very positive and inspired about this project and then someone's basically gone, No, you got it wrong. Yeah. Right. And um, So what do you do to build yourself up back back up again from that? Well, once I – I guess then it becomes a problem-solving thing. So then you start to problem-solve. You start realizing, if I cut the top off of this and I start doing this and then it starts to work out, you're just like, okay, well, all right, not everything's going to be perfect. You have to just work with what you've got. Right. Don't whinge. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Just do it. Get on with the job. Get on with it. Yeah. And then, you know, you're, you're, then it just makes, it comes down to coordination after that. For me in my industry, that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, speaking with everybody. Instead of becoming a little bit of a recluse and feeling sorry for myself, I just yeah. then put, put my, you know, my thoughts out there to everybody involved and said, what can we do as a team to get this over the line? So it is about taking action then, isn't it? Yeah, it's about, 100%. Um, not sitting back and, and dwelling on it and kind of, you know, immersing yourself in the problem, but looking at the bigger picture, looking at your end goal and, and getting into action around what you need to do to make it happen. And yeah. then obviously every small win and every small success and achievement that you get, it boosts your confidence little by little rather that's than going overnight, I'm going to go from no confidence to extreme confidence. Yeah, that's it, right. It's a process, right? Yeah, that's right. And it does – Um, you need to, I guess, get out of the – no I in team kind of situation. You need yeah. to understand that there's a team of people that create an end goal. It's not just you. And if you yeah. become selfish about it, you will fail because you'll try and take on too many things in one hit and it just won't work for you. Overwhelm. Especially if you focus on um, perfection and you overthink everything, yeah. um, which a lot of women tend to do, especially in the corporate world. We want to make sure that everything is perfect and yep. we get everything right every time. Yep. Uh, and if you put all that pressure on yourself, it is inevitable that eventually you're just going to burn out. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Whereas if you create a good team around you and you get the right people working on it, then you work together, like you said, yeah. as a team. And you will get to your end goal. And that will boost everyone's confidence, not just your own, right? Yeah. And um, it took a while to get to the stage where I didn't take things personally. So when I first started mm-hmm. in the industry, when, when somebody sees a design and they say, no, I don't like it, I took it personally. Yeah. I took it, you know, why don't you like what I've done? Yeah. But you've got to, uh, you've got to separate yourself, you know, from that and, and realise that it's business and that Fair people, enough. you know, are not going to like – not everybody's going to like what you do. Yeah. Um, you need to be adaptable. You need to, you know, figure out what the client wants, which is where – that's where it builds your confidence because if you take everything personally, yeah, it, you will feel like everybody's against you. And um, you take and the focus off what you're meant to be doing, which is keeping your client happy. That's exactly right. You're just right. worrying about keeping yourself happy. That's right. right. So with that project, you know, it all went well eventually. Great. Um, and, you know, it even went on to win a, a, an award, which was amazing. That yeah. obviously helped my confidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, that, well, that Which helped. is, yeah, it's a, a definite technique. It's recognition and achievement, right? Yeah. And, and we talk about that. Jodie and I talk about that all the time. Um, you need to celebrate your wins because there are so many things that can often go wrong and they do. And we tend to focus on 
I've tried 10 things and these five things went wrong and we dwell on those and we forget to celebrate the five things that went right. That's right. Um, and it's always a great way to boost your confidence by revisiting your achievements. Yep. So, and, and awards are just another way of celebrating an achievement, which I think is great. Yes. So, it's, it's, I guess for me, it's not, it's not about waiting for somebody else to tell me to validate my, right. my um, you know, the way I feel, the way I'm working. I think, you know, I've, over the years I've realised that I can only do that for myself and make myself happy. I don't need to rely on anybody else to – because the, you're going to have the people that want to see you succeed and then yeah. you're going to have the people that aren't. And unfortunately, as human beings, we tend to focus more on the negative than the positive. Correct. And so, um, you know, I've, I've realised that if I'm happy within myself – I don't need somebody else to validate it for me. Um, it did take and a while to confidence. get to that point. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. You can hear it right <laughs> there, it. people. If I'm happy within myself, then you don't need anyone else to validate you. And, and you know, no one can break that, I guess. Yeah. Right. So, you're still young, right? Yeah. And you've been working within your industry for what you said about 10 years, about 10 just years. under 10 years, which compared to some of the heavyweights that you work with, I know, especially when you did your little stint on the block and you were working with not only experienced designers but you know very famous designers um it's a relatively short amount of time that you've been in the industry so i can imagine that occasionally you are underestimated and people assume that you don't know as much as they do so how do you counteract this and what confidence techniques do you call on um, at times when the you know the opinions of other people that you're working with are trying to affect your confidence what do you do to stop that um just expanding on my knowledge, really. I, I, I don't go around acting like, yes, I know everything. Like I said, it's the arrogant side I'm trying mm-hmm. to avoid. Um, it's more so just doing my research and, and backing myself, like knowing that what I'm saying has merit to it right? and that I don't say anything unless I know that it can work because yeah. it's, yeah, people will take any opportunity to kind of squash you and, and turn it around and say no. Like it was her that said it, yeah. or you know, this didn't work. Throw because, you under the bus, yeah, yeah. And and especially now being on the manufacturing side, that's even more prominent because it's it is male dominated. Yeah. It's not so much the pretty side of design anymore. It's it's factories, it's tradesmen, it's builders, it's you know, it's a whole everyone different dynamic, looking at right? me as a yeah, as a young you know, uh, female and, and saying you don't you know what do you know? How long have you, you don't been around here? Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, that's great because that actually takes me into my next question. So I read something the other day that said that women have to work on average an extra 58 days of the year to close the pay gap. And you may have seen this, it was all over social media a couple of days ago because I think two days ago marked 58 days from the end of financial year. So essentially, most women on average across different industries worked up until now for free to close wow. that pay gap right now I don't know how accurate these stats are of course it differs depending on which industry you're in and how you get paid but the fact that this number is anything other than zero mm. is just it's disturbing so how does that make you feel as a woman but also as a woman working in a male-dominated industry knowing that you have to basically work so much harder two months of the year on average mm. for free um, to you know compared to what your male counterparts are getting for exactly the same job and does that affect your confidence in any way no no, no, it doesn't. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't affect. It just makes me want to work harder and and prove to them that I I'm worth just as much as they are. Yeah. At the end of the day, I've realised that um, people come unstuck. Uh, mm. There are a lot of people around that kind of can talk the talk, but they can't follow through. So instead of walking around trying to you know tear those people down, you just kind of let them do that to themselves. And right. it's they realise that um, you realise that you know people can only hold a certain position because of their gender for so long, yes. and then eventually the truth comes out. 
And so it's not my place to, to say, you know, whether or not, you know, at, because somebody's a male, mm-hmm. you know, why can't I get paid as much as them or, you know, I'll just let – I'll let my, my work speaks for itself. I'll Don't let buy into the negativity. No, I'll just kind of do what I have to do and eventually the right person is going to appreciate it and recognise mm-hmm. it. And yep. if they don't, then they're just not the right people. That's very true. And hopefully uh, now that there is awareness around this, I mean, there has been for a long time this glass ceiling issue and, you know, this gender pay gap issue has been around for a long time. Um, I think maybe as a collective, women are working harder against it at the moment, um, particularly because women are infiltrating so many more male-dominated industries like you are. Um, You know, traditionally, design is a girly thing. Oh, I'm going to put pretty cushions somewhere and I'm going to paint the wall a certain colour. But architecture, interior architecture is trades and it is manufacturing and it is building um, and that's always been a boy thing. You know, it's the boys with the hard hats and the work boots. Um, And you're breaking that stereotype, which I love, you and so many other women – um, because you are going in with your hard hat and your work boots and your lipstick. Yeah, your right. Lipstick. You're like <laughs> always I'm, I'm the not lipstick. Compromising, yeah. <laughs> I'm not compromising who I am to be in this male-dominated industry. I'm coming into this industry strongly as a woman, um, and that shouldn't affect my work. Yeah, that's because right. Because I am powerful. I know what I'm doing. I'm backing myself. And like you said, eventually the right people will see it. And if we all keep on this rhetoric and we keep this conversation going. The whole world's going to have to see it. They yeah. won't have a choice because the reality is we make up half the world's population. Yeah, well, that's right. You can't ignore that's us forever. Right. Yeah, that's right? it. I think that um, I think that uh, the whole pay gap issue goes back to the stereotype of men are meant to be providers, so they're always meant to yeah. make more money mm-hmm. because they're meant to hold a household, and it doesn't work that way anymore. Not anymore. So um, you know, it's not about the man having to be paid more because he's got his wife and kids at home that he needs to support. That's very um, right. You know, so people should just be paid based on their their, their own, abilities. Their yep. abilities. So Yeah, absolutely. And look, for some people, confidence in the workplace isn't an issue, right, for some women. Um, but what would you say to some of these young women who are just starting their careers now, so that you basically 10 years ago, um, in an industry that historically has been and probably still is heavily male-dominated, what's something that you'd wish you'd known back then and what insights can you give them about how you created and maintained your confidence when you were starting out? Well, that's funny you say that because I actually have a couple of young ones that that kind of hover around me that try to you're mentoring ment- yeah That's that I'm so mentoring cool. um because they do see things that they think they will never achieve and that mm-hmm. is exactly where I was 10 years ago I remember finishing off my studies and thinking there is no way I'm going to ever be able to work on those projects you know nobody's going to take me seriously yeah you have to really just kind of stick with good people so don't let the people that are trying to put you down don't let them get to you just yeah. kind of let it go straight over your head because they've always got an agenda and it's not worth it. Um, you know, just stick with the right people. Always ask questions. doesn't matter what industry you're in. Ask questions. There is no such thing as a stupid question. It just doesn't yeah. exist. Um, and I say that all the time because if anyone comes to me, hey, this is a stupid question, I'm like, no, that don't come at me that way because there is no such thing because yeah. I might know the answer but you might not so it's not stupid to you. Yeah, exactly. and um, it's all relative, right? The more questions you ask, the more you learn, the more you back yourself. So the more knowledge you've got in any industry, yeah. the more confidence you build because then you that's when you start to back yourself. Um, yeah. When you feel like you don't know that much, then nobody will. You know, you, you have to show that you're confident. You have to show that you're, you know, you know what you're talking about before anybody is going to believe you. Yeah. You, you know, there's, there's nobody's going to, especially, or especially I can only speak about my industry, but if you're selling a design to someone and you're yeah. not sure about it, they're not going to be sure about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they need to, 
you need to make them out like this is the best thing in the world. You mm-hmm. will not get better. And and even if it's if even if the design itself isn't the way you come across, the way you sell yourself, that that means a thousand you know a thousand words. Yeah. And and when you speak to different people, you start to realize that people tend to attract themselves to you. So always be positive. Yeah. Don't walk around thinking things are too hard. Yeah. Always be open to new challenges because when you're when you go around acting like things are too hard, people aren't going to give you the challenges that are actually going to break you know, give you those little breaks that you need yeah, in your career to enough. get you to the next stage. You'll always keep yourself within that those limitations. That's right. Your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. Um, pretty much. which is which is not where you want to be. No. And I've I think in every single position I've had, I've had to break my comfort zone. And that's what's gotten me at you know, at twenty nine working on Crown Casino. Yeah. So it's um, it's scary. You know, I mean it must be very fine. scary and, and very confronting. Um but I do like what you said there because we talk about that as well um, in our articles and, you know, the podcast and the course and everything. Um, you teach people how to treat you, right? So if you want people to see you as a confident woman as a, and as a confident professional woman, you need to portray that. Yep. Because if you can't sell it to yourself, you're not going to sell it to somebody else, right? Yep. Um, amazing. <laughs> Just amazing. Um, all right. So now we're going to hit up the Rise Women final power questions. We love these. Quick, short, sharp answers. Tell us what you really think. Okay. Um, all right. Question number one. What is something that you failed at that now in hindsight you're glad you didn't achieve? Oh, oh, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Um, probably my first job. My yeah. first, first job in the industry. Um, I unfortunately lost it due to other people kind of getting in my boss's ear and, and you know, trying to get me out from Mm -hmm. the back end and I didn't get my chance to defend myself and that crushed me because that was my first job in the industry and the first thing was I'm never going to find a job again made me feel like I didn't know what I was doing now that job was limited that that I could only go so far with that so the fact that I I wasn't in a position where I was confident enough to actually leave that job because I hadn't didn't have any other experience I didn't know where I was going to go I was forced out of it and because of that, that gave me a new experience, a new experience. And then I realised that, okay, it's not me. It's not me that yeah. it, what they were saying wasn't true, even though it made me feel like it was all my fault. Um, that was, yeah, I think that was kind of my first time where I had something completely out of my control. And, and you turned it and I to turned a positive. It, yep. I love it. What is your superpower? I walk through walls. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish I had that superpower. No, I um, my superpower. Um, I think I, I can kind of constantly make people laugh. Um, if somebody comes to me upset, and I find that people that have, uh, not coping with certain things tend mm-hmm. to come to me because I, I don't know. I love giving pep talks to people. I love. I've always wanted to be a speaker. Um, and I've yep. always wanted to kind of go into a side of the industry where I can use my experience and and knowledge to help people. She's going to be on TV. People <laughs> watch this space. It's happened once. She got a taste of it. Uh, yeah, oops. it's going to happen. I know it's uh, going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I just I love making people happy. That's, I love that's, it. That's an amazing superpower because you can never hurt anyone with that, right? No. Well. Okay. Now, I know this answer, though I'm surpri- I'd am i be surprised if you gave it a bit of a twist, but heels or flats? Heels. Okay. <laughs> so, it's funny you should say that, right? Because I know you, right? You're yeah, my sister. Yeah, yeah. I get it. We always do heels. But this chick is a soccer girl. Yeah. She loves soccer. So, <laughs> I was true. thinking she'd say soccer boots because they're flats with little heels, right? But. Apparently not. Uh, it's still it's, it's hard. It's, it's a balance. But yeah, to, in terms of confidence, definitely heels. Heels. Yeah. Love it. Your favourite quote or rule you live by? Well, everything is a um, – there's a silver lining to everything. 
there is um and I think I get that one from you to oh, be I honest. I think you may have yeah. if anyone's listened to my interview, they'll know that that's actually my superpower. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I always look there for the civil lining. Definitely and I'm I'm going through a few things personally at the moment as well. Um that I have to use that. I ha- otherwise, it's so easy to kind of get overwhelmed and, and break down. Yeah. So you have to look at the positive in everything. So Absolutely. That's Love it. Who inspires you and why? <laughs> Don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Oh, my God. You do. You're um, going to make me cry on my podcast. <laughs> you've been through a lot um, and I've been through a lot mm-hmm. and I think we've always just had each other's back. Absolutely. Um, and nothing I've ever done or said has ever been too crazy or too <laughs> out there and I've said some pretty crazy things. Yeah, she has. Um, and I've always, you know, I've always wanted to strive for for big things that a lot of people think are unattainable and mm-hmm. nothing is unattainable to you. So I've always looked up to you, even, well, you know, you. even <laughs> even though we're in different industries, we've led different lives, we're at, yeah. you know, different ages. Big age gap, people. Big. We've got like 15 years between us, all right? Yeah. And, and the younger sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like we've got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We even went and got matching tats a few weeks we ago. Did. We both have resilience tattooed Resil- on our wrists. And that means so much to both of us, it? does. Doesn't it? Yeah. And to our mother as well, I think. It's yeah. come from there. So now we've just got to convince her to get it. Yeah. Mum, if you're <laughs> listening, you need to get a tat. Okay. Finish this sentence. If I had even more confidence than I do now, I would. End up on stage. Love it. Mm. Um, Good stuff. What, like yeah. singing and dancing? Well, well, <laughs> uh, you know that I've always been singing ever since yes. I was a kid. And the older I got, the less confident I got in that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's more of that, you know, just judgment yeah. around you. And then when you've been out of it for so long... You tend to think, yeah, I sound all right, but compared to everybody else, maybe I don't. Yeah. Um, and I've never – I think if I had, a, you know, a little bit more confidence in terms of that, but I haven't really focused too much on that. I've had so many other things kind of take over at the moment, but yeah. I think eventually I would love to. But, no, just speaking. I love getting up. I love presenting. I love speaking. I love um, engage. I love people engaging with me. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's where I'd – yeah. That's where I'd end up. <laughs> I, I can't wait to buy tickets to your show. <laughs> right, so I think that's a wrap for today. It has been my absolute pleasure to interview Spittle Astathakis, my little baby sister, um, for the Secrets of Confident Women podcast. So if you've enjoyed today's episode and you'd love to know more, please head over to the Rise Women website for more resources. We know you'll find lots of great stuff to help you with your confidence. Uh, and we're always here to support and encourage and cheer you on because the truth is if you're more confident and all women in the world are more confident, then we all win. Uh, because as we always say, with confidence, anything is possible. Thank you, Spitala, and talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.